What's up, Video Landers? This is Brad McBoom. Thanks for tuning in for another AV Quickie. And if you like this Quickie, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, show some love. All right, guys. Wakanda Forever is the 30th Marvel movie, which is crazy to think about. I remember seeing Iron Man 1 back in the day, in the theater, opening night. And now here we are, 30 movies deep, not even counting all the streaming shows. So let's back up a little bit to the 18th Marvel movie, which was Black Panther. Black Panther is a movie that I think is okay. I think it's overrated, but I think it's an important movie when talking about representation. It has one of my least favorite third acts. Um, Chadwick Boseman was amazing as T'Challa, icon status. Michael B. Jordan was great as Killmonger, one of the best Marvel villains to date. So Black Panther uh, wasn't my favorite Marvel movie, wasn't my least favorite Marvel movie. Somewhere in the middle. Overall, I think it's a tad overrated. So what did I think of Wakanda Forever? I fucking loved this movie. Not without some criticisms, but I can't wait to see it again. So let's start with my laundry list of positives. First off, this was a beautiful ceremony of a movie honoring Chadwick Boseman. Very emotional. I loved how they turned the opening Marvel logo into a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Wow, what a gut check. The movie theater was silent. Like, you could hear a pin drop. But I think this movie did a great job of honoring the late Chadwick Boseman. And I like how they didn't say what T'Challa passed away from in the movie. That he died from an illness. We all know that it was probably cancer. Uh, the funeral scenes were beautiful. Very respectful. Very, very emotional. Um, again, this movie did a great job honoring our Black Panther. And real quick, while I'm talking about Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa, I want to talk about the mid credit scene because I thought it was so effective. I know there's a lot of different opinions on this. It really worked for me. But throughout production, there was a recast T'Challa movement. A lot of people thought they should just recast because T'Challa is such an important character. I was never too vocal about it, never talked about it. I was kind of on the fence uh, with the recast T'Challa movement. I wanted to see how Kugler was going to handle it. And I think this post-credit scene was perfect. We find out that T'Challa and Nakia had a son, and they decided to raise him away from the pressures of the Wakandan throne. This is the answer to recast T'Challa. T'Challa lives. His name's T'Challa. Brilliant way to keep the character alive in the MCU while also honoring Chadwick Boseman. So I absolutely love this mid credit scene. It is kind of weird, though, that the father knew, uh, the grandma knew about this kid. It's a pretty close family. I think they would probably let the sister know, but whatever. I thought this was a great uh, mid credit scene, and T'Challa lives on. All right, moving on. More positives. Uh, Letitia Wright. Wow, she really stepped up to the plate. She didn't sign up to carry the Black Panther franchise. She signed up to play a supporting character. But with Chadwick Boseman's passing, she had to fill his shoes. And I think she pulled it off. Um, you're always going to miss Chadwick Boseman. But what she was asked to do... Wow. Like, she, she knocked it out of the park. What an intense and emotional performance from Letitia Wright. Very impressed with what she brought to this movie was not expecting her to step up to the plate and, again, knock it out of the park. Very, very impressed with what she brought to this movie. 
Angela Bassett as the queen. I thought she gave an Oscar-worthy performance. Her monologues will have you glued to the screen. She should at least be nominated for a supporting Oscar. Namor. God damn, man. Namor, played by Tinoch Hiruta. I think I pronounced his name correctly. I haven't heard a lot of people say his name. But this actor, this actor absolutely crushed it. Every word he says, every interaction. Dude is terrifying, charismatic. Like, you couldn't ask for a better Namor. And I remember throughout production, there was a controversy over making him Mesoamerican. I think that was a smart decision from Feige and company. The designs inspired by Mayan and Aztec cultures was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Brilliant way also to separate Namor from Aquaman. I can't wait to revisit Talakan. I would watch a Namor movie or series tomorrow, right now. I would watch a movie right now. Like I loved everything to do with Namor. I even loved his winged feet. With the trailers, I was kind of concerned that he was going to look stupid in the movie. But this dude... He could have feathers coming out of his ass, all right? And he would still be badass. And as of right now, he is the first mutant in the MCU, dating back to the 1500s. So guys, I can't say enough about Namor. Dude was incredible. I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Another positive would be the look of this movie. This is the sexiest MCU movie to date. Wakanda looked better than ever, very lived in. And again, Namor, his people, their culture... The wardrobe was fantastic. This movie looked sexy. Also, the music. Maybe my favorite scored Marvel movie to date. The Wakanda music was great. That was something that I really liked in the first movie. Even better here. Once again, Namor. Every time his music queued up, his people were on screen. The music gave me a little nerd boner. Love the music all the way around. And the last positive that I want to throw out is the tone of this movie. I thought they nailed the tone. It was emotional. It was a very serious movie. But there was still some time for jokes. But not Ragnarok kind of jokes. I want to see more MCU movies with this kind of tone. And that's coming from someone who actually really loves Ragnarok. Not so much Thor Love and Thunder, but Marvel has gotten a little too jokey. And again, I love Ragnarok, but this. I want to see more of this tone in the MCU. Now negatives. Um, the movie is pretty long. The length didn't bother me too much, but it could be trimmed. And I think you could definitely lose Riri Williams. It felt like they were just setting up her Disney Plus show. And if I can be honest, wasn't a big fan of the actress Dominique Thorne. And I love a lot of the new MCU faces. I absolutely adore uh, Iman Vellani, Miss Marvel. Really enjoyed Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk. Really enjoyed the actress who played um, America Chavez. But right now, I'm not completely sold on Dominique Thorne as Ironheart. And I thought her Iron Man suit thing that she built to help fight Namor and his people looked fucking stupid. So you could just take her out of this movie, and I think I would like it even more. And speaking of stupid suits, I also thought the suits that the Dora Milaje had to wear looked fucking stupid too. Now, something else that didn't completely work for me was... Killmonger in the spirit realm, talking to Shuri. Killmonger gives her that spark of vengeance, and then she goes all noble, which is probably what needed to happen. But just a really weird scene that doesn't go anywhere. We'll see with another viewing what the scene does for me, how it plays out with a second viewing. 
But there's a part of me that wanted him to be more of an unexpected positive motivator for Shuri. Maybe him admitting that he went about things the wrong way. I'm sure the spirit realm can change your perspective. So I don't know, man. That scene didn't work for me entirely. Just kind of a time waster since Shuri decides to go noble at the end, which is again where we want to see her her character go. But I don't know. I think it would have worked better to have a positive uh, motivation from Killmonger. So I don't know. Curious to hear what you guys thought. Uh, let's see. More cons. Um, Winston Duke was, I felt, sidelined. I think he deserves more than this. Um, every time he's on screen, dude is great, but just kind of wasted. I wanted more of him, but it looks like they're setting him up to have a lot to do in the future. Um, the third movie looks like he's going to be the king of Wakanda. So completely there for that. That's awesome. I just want to see Winston Duke with more to do because he's such a talented actor. So fingers crossed he shines in the third movie or maybe a potential Thunderbolts movie. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Martin Freeman didn't have much to do. He's just the uh, the Tolkien white guy like he was in the in the first Black Panther. Not too much of a negative. Like I get why he's here. I'm just more interested in everything else that's going on in this movie. So whenever we stop and we focus on Martin Freeman's character, I just want to go back to Wakanda and I want to go back to Namor. And I think my biggest negative next to Riri Williams would probably be the third act of this movie. Just in general. It seems like I have a lot of problems when it comes to the third act of most Marvel movies. But one of my big issues is with Shuri in the third act. So she takes the herb and she becomes a complete badass. I get it. She's strong. She can take a beating. She has the powers of the Black Panther. But just because she took the herb does not make her a good fighter. All right? Namor should have kicked her ass, all right? Sure, there's the, the whole thing on the ship where she weakens him and then the ship wrecks on the desert. But by the time the ship wrecks, he's not that weakened. He's flying all over the place, kicking her ass. Like, I have no idea how she defeats him. I almost wish they would have crashed literally in the middle of the desert. Because it's just weird. The water is like right there. I have no idea why he just doesn't go take a quick dip in the ocean if he was that weakened. Because the water was so close to where they were fighting. Fly over to the water real quick. Take a quick dip. And then finish her off. Just a little weird. I wish they would have just kept the fight inside the ship. And then she gets him dead to rights. Not because she's a good fighter but because she outsmarted him with the technology and then made him forfeit inside the ship. I know everybody wants a big action scene on the beach. I thought it was kind of weird. I felt like they could have done a few other things or, or just tightened up that entire scenario. Because again, on the beach, he does not look tired until the end of the fight. Flying all over the place, kicking her ass. I think Shuri should have been dead. Namor should have won that fight. Don't know how she pulls it off, but whatever. He didn't look that weakened uh, to me anyway. So I don't know. I'm curious to hear if you guys think I'm being nitpicky here or if you guys had the same issue. I talked with my buddy, Seth Fisher. He had some of the same issues I did with that scene. So I don't know. Hit me up and let me know your thoughts. But with that said, my positives completely outweigh my negatives. Overall, I thought Wakanda Forever was a very ambitious movie. Most of it worked for me. Out of all the Phase 4 movies, it's my favorite it's been a bumpy phase, but I think it went out on a strong note. 
I really enjoyed Wakanda Forever. It was an emotional tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Letitia Wright really stepped up to the plate. Namor is an instant fan favorite. Beautiful looking movie. Kick-ass score. And um, I love where this movie ends. Everybody wants a piece of Wakanda. Wakanda is going to have to go back and ask for help from Namor. This might be setting up an invasion from the Thunderbolts. I absolutely love thinking about where all of this could go. So overall, I loved Wakanda Forever. All right, guys, that's all I got. What did you think? Did you like Wakanda Forever? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think in the comments on Facebook. Until next time, my good people, Wakanda Forever. Peace out. Yeah.